Become a 101 Patreon today. Head to patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs and choose whether you're going to be a freelancer, a part-timer or a full-timer. You can get access to our full video interviews, to our Discord server, get pre-release tickets to our live podcasts and much more. Head to patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs and pick up yourself a new gig. I did for the longest time and I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app and you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify. Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. It's a podcast where I speak to bands about the jobs they've done between tours or the side hustles they were working where they formed their band. Such is the case with today's guests, Liverpool duo King Hannah. They are Craig Whittle and Hannah Merrick who are joining me on today's episode. Their new album, I'm Not Sorry, I Was Just Being Me, is out now and they go on tour tomorrow starting off in Belgium before meandering their way back to the UK in late April. You can go to their website kinghanna.com to find out about all that meandering tour and where they're playing near you. This episode is supported by 2000 Trees Festival taking place from the 6th to the 9th of July in Cheltenham. It's going to be headlined by Idols, Jimmy Eat World, Thrice and Turnstile and is one of the biggest independent rock festivals in the UK. Yesterday, 2000 Trees put out their massive final announcement, including Angel Dust, Petrol Girls, Me Rex. I did an episode with Miles from Me Rex a couple of months ago and new third man records band Island of Love, who I'm a big fan of and their EP Songs of Love 
is going to come out in a limited 7-inch this July. If you want to go to 2000 Trees Festival, but you haven't yet bought your ticket, you can get 10% off the price of your ticket just by using the voucher code 101POD. If you're going for a weekend ticket, that's saving 20 quid or something for basically nothing. 101POD is the code for checkout. That's at 2000treesfestival.co.uk forward slash tickets. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. Here's King Hannah. So yeah, so we, we met and we were working at a bar um, that we did, um, I think three or four nights a week each. Yeah, that, that, went, that went on for years, didn't it? Um, we worked, we were even in shift people. Um, I don't know what your reasons were, but my reasons for working night shifts, I mean, the hours were there because nobody liked doing them. So that, that was always the why you would do it. They were um, more fun than day shifts. Yeah. And more so for me personally is because I write in the day. So I would use my day to write and then nighttime to make the money to write. And that's, that sounds like it's quite like, there's, there's quite a good balance. Did you feel like there was much friction in that? You kind of had to fight for either one of those, the writing or the working. Yes, constantly, isn't it? Because you're having to balance them both. Because like you said, it's minimum, it's a minimum wage job. So you can't, by law, earn any less. So you've got to put in more hours to make up for your the cost of living. But that's okay. And it's a choice that you make because you can't live anywhere else. Because we, cause if you well, I didn't, didn't want to live at home because there's nothing at home and you've got to live in in the city to make a music career and to be surrounded by the people that also want to do what you're doing. You've, you've got to put yourself in the right place and then figure it out around that, haven't you? We've met so many people from doing it, haven't yeah. we? Um, especially night shifts, because most most bar jobs for people aren't, they aren't a career for life. Maybe in some... Um, especially in the UK. I was going to say, so in some European countries or wherever, it's, that, that is a, a career, but here it's very much like a... I think you do on the side of the while while you're either in uni or you're you're trying to do the the thing that you you love. You're trying to get that started. I wonder if that kind of transitionary element of it, um, you know, can kind of skew your identity with yourself. You know, I know that happened with me when I when I was working in the evenings and working night times. It, it definitely kind of made me wonder. You know, I, I felt so different the next day, you know, when I'd wake up at 2 p.m. Yeah. after working till 2 or 3, whatever, you know, find time to wake up in comparison. Yeah. But, you know, you, you kind of, the way you kind of reflect yourself internally, it, it kind of skews it. No, definitely, yeah. I mean, you because you either force yourself to get up early and have a full day, but then you're obviously, like, super tired. Or you do sleep it off, but then, you say, you're getting up early afternoon, which isn't very healthy. It's a very healthy lifestyle i don't think um and obviously the culture is after work you go for a drink or wherever and then yeah but you just you gotta just sort of thought we just have to force ourselves and we'd sometimes meet up before work um to go through little songs and stuff i think it's just about trying to stay attached with the reason that you're, you're doing this job in the first place it's easy to get sort of sucked in and lost in doing those kind of jobs and if you if you don't carry on doing the thing you love and, and make make enough time for it, making time for 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 songwriting and practicing and being together, it's like priority. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's the whole reason you're doing this bar job. There's no, you know, we we didn't see anything long term. I don't think we did. No. I mean, 
that's not what I wanted what what I wanted to be doing. But it was it does allow a certain kind of freedom with like swapping shifts over and you know getting things covered if you if you have to to do certain creative things that you wouldn't be able to do if you you had like a full time nine to five job. We met our our first bass player as well because he was the um, yeah so true the sound engineer for this. So the bar we worked in used to have like uh, it was like two floors and the top floor used to have gigs on occasionally didn't they gigs and like weddings and stuff and he was like the sound engineer for that so we got talking to him about music and then when when it came to it us needing uh, a bass player for a few gigs um we we asked him um so it's such a good little hub of um, to meet people and yeah that that was like that was probably that was the the best part of, of that job by far I remember when I first started this bar job, actually, um, I remember the man who owns the bar, who we're not a fan of, he went, oh, what, what do you do? He's trying to make a polite conversation. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a singer. And he went, oh, another one. And I thought, you cheeky, <laughs> cheeky sod. That's so rude. Another one. I thought yeah. that was so bad. That is rude, isn't it? So rude. Another one. What do you mean another yeah. one? As the, it's as though... like, a, like, it's, like it's a bad thing. Yeah, like he likes music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Everyone it's... listens to music, yeah were there any times that you like you found it like really quite difficult to kind of balance playing music and working because it's both it's work isn't it it is it's two two jobs you're bouncing two jobs to make one become the full-time job yeah you'd have to constantly you know ask if you can have this day off because you need to do this and after that bar job I got a different bar job and um they were really lovely people to work for and they were totally understanding and really encouraging of it actually. And still are. They email me every now and then just saying really nice things about, looks like you guys are doing well and things like that. And that is so lovely to have that support is, 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 is makes the job really. Imagine it's a lot healthier way of living. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. So nice. I remember because after that bar job, I got a, I started working in a coffee shop. So it was like daytime. And I remember when, uh, when we did the recording, the first recording session thing that we did that we never released any anywhere, yeah. and um, I needed we needed like a few days off in a row to to go into the studio to do it, and I I had to work those days the week before to like sort of she because so it was almost like you had to earn the right to be able to do this on the side even though it was just like a part time coffee job coffee shop job they're gonna know where your priority lies. Exactly, yeah, but it's like an unspoken, like an unspoken thing where, like, you're never really allowed to say that. You always have to kind yeah. of pretend that your heart and soul is in this minimum wage coffee shop job. Like, yeah, there was no supervisors or managers. It was just you and then the owners. So there was no even there was no way of you like progressing through that company. So it's like, why, why do you think people are here? Yeah. The other one as well, the one where Craig and I met that we were both at for a really, really long time. The one where there was so many creative people, it was insane, wasn't it? They were so unencouraging of the amount of talent in that room. Yeah. They never, like the amount of artists there, it, it, you, I still haven't met that many creative people since working at that bar. And no. they used to actually split Craig and I up on shift because they said that we were too friendly. Um, they put us on, and it's just like, how do you, surely you've got to get on with the people you work with. Yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't mean you didn't work. It just meant the job became fun at the same time as working. And it, it was like that. It, it became, it's, it became cool. like a jail to work in, in the end. The place that it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was so, so bad towards the end. But yeah, I think having encouraging people to, to work with and work for is, makes a big difference. 
I actually am writing so much less now than when I worked in a bar. When I worked in the bar, like personally now, there was I had like a structure, like a proper, proper structure, and it was right in the day, work in the night, right in the day. Work. That was my life, and it all was all leading to one thing, and my focus was so clear. But now, because it's all merged into one, there's not that divide. Yeah, it's all just one. So so I've, I'm personally finding it a lot harder to to find the time to write because there's so, so much different now, isn't it? It's so yeah, different. Yeah. It's so, so different. Can you still wake up and say, you know, maybe like an author would, you know, you'd be like, I'm going to write between eight and 10 every week. Yeah, and we're trying. But the only thing is, is the new deadline every day, isn't there? That's it, yeah. And there's sometimes like, a deadline is like, we need today this now yeah. and you'd be like okay so you have to put that first whereas i would that just wasn't a thing before you know it wasn't a thing i mean it's, it's also new to us isn't it yeah that, that, i think that's what it is and we, we, just, we just know that a lot of the things that we're, we're getting to like we, that we have to do is, is to say it's very much like we need this by the end of this day or the yeah um but we know how we know how important all this this is and all this is part of Oh, it's not negative. It's more just adjusting to a new routine, isn't it? Yeah, and I was trying to make sure that we, we still find the time to do, you know, what, what... I mean, at the end of the day, like, the music will come out and that that's all people will hear. Yeah. They, won't, they won't see all these, you know, yeah. the behind-the-scenes yeah. things. So we need to make sure that we put enough time into writing and, you know, getting better and making music because that, that, that's the end that's the end product that's, that, that's the reason we're here it's the exactly, music, yeah. Yeah. there's so much around the music that you have to do to, to circle back to the music yeah and like we're, 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 we're so small we're like nobody oh, at yeah. the minute so it, all this will you know hopefully help to build build us a career yeah it's, it's like we're building the foundations aren't we to get to where we want we keep meeting people along the way that have like little sort of nuggets of wisdom that you can like <laughs> take but because obviously um you, you just you just don't know these things until so yeah we've met a few different sorts of people. lawrence as well yeah lawrence who's our, who's our sound engineer and tour manager for the last tour he, he was um he was teaching us things wasn't he and he's done a lot hasn't he yeah 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 just stuff you don't even like think about like well sound checking we haven't we hadn't done many gigs and um where to where to place amps and where to how loud things should be on stage and just right. just trying to like fine tune everything so that we can hopefully get to where we need to be faster. Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you think, you know, having Lawrence kind of be in your, in your crew, is there a level of, um, you know, reliance on one another? You know, he relies on you and, and you rely on him because that's almost like a, it's like starting a small shop or something and having a partner. Mm. Yeah. It's about, yeah, you've got to find the, got to find the right, the right people, haven't you? He, he, one thing that like struck us about, about him was how much he cared, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It, it just seemed so passionate mm. about sound and wanting us to to feel comfortable on stage and to you know be confident that we're sounding exactly as you know we we intend to yeah 
Um, so yeah, it's about about getting that. I'm, I'm guessing I'm, I, the longer this goes on, the bigger that team will become. Mm. And you place you place so much so much trust in 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 these people, don't you? I mean, we we can't hear mm. we can't hear what it sounds like front of house. We can only hear what it sounds like on stage. And you're trusting that it doesn't sound it sounds good. And trusting each other, right? I mean, have have, have you played in bands before where you've seen? that trust within band members. I think a lot of people start bands in their, in their twenties or, or younger. And like you're growing through so many times, you know, sometimes someone doesn't want to come to band practice, you know, and that's yeah. going to piss, piss off someone yeah. else. Kind yeah. of no one's really wrong necessarily in that. Different sorts of different levels of ambition. I think in, in band members, I remember playing in bands when I was younger and we'd end up playing some like tiny pub somewhere and band member was completely fine with that and could do that forever and I was thinking well I don't want to be we've got to aim a, a bit higher than this otherwise what's the point what's the point in doing this I don't want to be you know playing these tiny bars forever um so you need to find people who who like match your ambition I have very like vivid memories of learning how to play guitar when I was like 13. So my, my older brother taught me how to play guitar. So I'd all, I was always grown up with him playing guitar around the house and there was a piano in our, our back room. Um, but being, being actually like being shown these songs that he'd been playing forever and they just seemed, well, as he, as he was, it's, it was, as he was playing them before I learned to play guitar, it was like, the idea that I could play them was like impossible. Like he was doing something that was, I could never ever do. Like, I can't believe that you can do that. And then being taught them and sort of like learning the magic. So it's like seeing behind the curtain kind of thing, like the magic being stripped away from it. And Mm. that, that was like a very like special time. You can do it. Like I I can play those songs. I can play guitar and I can write these little, little things. Mm. Is there any kind of part of you, that has any of that now kind of self-doubt oh yeah a lot yeah yeah, yeah. definitely um i mean there's lots of things i can't do on guitar like Mm. just make it noisier just to cover the (laughs) mistakes (laughs) it's not true um yeah i mean we we had there's there's definitely self this yeah we have self-doubt don't we of course you do yeah yeah. um i mean but we we, but again we're we're also very confident that in our own taste and we know our like sort of bromas of it if things something is bad or something is good in our own music yeah mm. very like self-aware mm. quite strict for ourselves as well yeah um which is which which is a good thing you have to you have to be you got the you got a good um a good shit stick meter yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which is important you have to be able to like step away and sort of see how things will i mean i there's, obviously there's there's a limit because because you tend to just think everything that you do isn't good enough well i do anyway mm. do you demo at home on on like voice notes how how do you sort of go about that that's kind of how we do it isn't it yeah. just got sort of phones full of little yeah. things that will never be used <laughs> uh, it's just so easy to do that now isn't it back in the day you had to get like a a tape machine or something like four track yeah, yeah. Do you know i so often think that if if we still had to do that imagine the kind of cool sounds that we'd get I know um, a four track because it's an instrument in itself, right? But yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it's it's a lot more. What what you get out of that is a lot more usable, and like a, you can actually release stuff like that. You can't really release voice note stuff. Taylor Swift. Yeah. 
we were signed. Well, yeah, just just after like the the whole like COVID thing started, so we were we wasn't like working then anyway. Mm. And city slang, how did they find you? We don't really know. I think it was um, we we self released Creme Brulee, a couple of thousand views on Spotify, but we, we got it had like a one like a couple of tiny blogs, um, picked it up and like wrote about it, and then one of those blogs ended up in a inbox to someone at City Slang and then yeah they got in touch and were like do you, want, do you need if you have any more music and we didn't and that's when we made the EP so hopefully so as we were making the EP we were thinking oh I hope they like it and sign us yeah so yes yeah, so, and then and then it was like it was pretty much exactly as soon as COVID started wasn't it that we that we handed in the EP because the fair we, we finished it over Zoom didn't we we did yeah and then yeah so then since, since then we've just sort of um Putting off getting a part time job. No, we haven't. <laughs> no, we have not. Putting what? Putting off getting one. No, I mean like we haven't. We haven't had one, have we? No, I really can't imagine downtime. I really can't picture. I don't want it to. I don't want any downtime personally. No, we've been we've been busier since we've since we've been signed than ever, haven't we? Ever, yeah. ever in our yeah. life. <laughs> like I don't know about you, but if I was to ever go back to a part time job, which would be absolutely wonderful, I definitely would do it for like. The reason would be to obviously eat money, but also like a different, a change of scene. Maybe that's it. Also meeting people that aren't just, um, so people we really speak to now are like music people, aren't they? I suppose yeah. we don't really meet anyone. Well, next few months are, are so exciting. I hope it goes really well. And I can't oh. wait to see you see with the London dates. Oh, no, thank you oh, very yeah, much. Thank Thanks you so for having much. us. So there they were, Craig and Hannah of King Hannah. Their new album, I'm Not Sorry, I Was Just Being Me, is out now. They're on tour across Europe and then the UK over the next month. Go and see them. See you next week with an episode with Young Gov. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue-ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.